remember I had lasagna. How do you want that cooked? Not too crisp or bloody as hell. You want me to hold the chicken? I want you to hold it between your knees. And to drink. Newton and welcome to the Grabbing Lunch Podcast. This is episode three, my lunch with Dave Ross, Jake Weissman, and Alan Strickland Williams. I do my best to keep the intro short and get right to the episode because as a wise man once said, brevity. But very quickly, I have a dispatch from the desk of the shameless huckster, some upcoming shows on Tuesday, November 19th at 9 p.m. I'm going to be on the Sleepaway Camp show at the Downtown Independent Theater here in Los Angeles. Friday, November 22nd at 10 p.m., I'm going to be a featured comedian as my good buddy, Mike Kaplan, headlines the world-famous Hollywood Improv. Uh, Headlining the improv is a big deal for comedians, so if you're in L.A., come out and support Mike. He's hilarious, he's a great guy, and he's headlining the club. That is Friday, November 22nd at 10 p.m. Saturday, November 23rd, I'm going to be opening for Fritz Coleman, NBC4's weatherman and longtime stand-up fixture Fritz Coleman and Jimmy Brogan as Fritz and Jimmy co-headline The Ice House in Pasadena. That's two shows, November 23rd at 8 and 10 p.m. All of these shows are leading up to my next album recording at the Hollywood Improv. It's Saturday, December 7th at 8 p.m. Saturday, December 7th, 8 p.m. It's one show. I'm going to be doing 45 minutes or so with my band, The Instrument Players. I'll also be joined by special guests Henry Phillips, Zach Sherwin, Paul Danke, and a big-time Hollywood special drop-in guest who I can't tell you who she is, but I can assure you that you know her and you love her, and I'm super excited she's going to be doing the show. That is Saturday, December 7th at 8 p.m. Tickets and information are available at improv.com or Matt. Knudsen.com, that's M-A-T-T-K-N-U-D-S-E-N.com, where you can also find me for Twitter, Facebook, or my home address. Full disclosure, one of those things is not true. That is mattknudsen.com. Okay, so for lunch today, I sat down with Dave Ross, Jake Weissman, and Alan Strickland-Williams. They represent three-fourths of the comedy sketch group Women, who have been featured on Tosh.0, College Humor, and have a very popular YouTube channel, Women Comedy. Uh, together, they are women, but also, separately, they are great stand-ups in their own right. Dave Ross has a great podcast on the Nerdist Network called Terrified with Dave Ross. And as you listen to this, Dave is on a comedy tour with dates that are probably coming to your area soon. So check him out at uh, davetotheross.com. Find dates, see him live, support. And just so it's easier to keep track of everyone sitting around the table, Dave's voice sounds like this. I have to think it's great, otherwise people won't like me. Jake Weissman is also a great comedian, and uh, you may recognize him. He got a lot of attention when a video of him went viral. It was him bringing a heckler on stage, only to find that this guy had a bunch of cocaine in his pocket. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Jake is hilarious, thoughtful, and sounds like this. When you're a white guy, one of the most intense attempts you have to be unique is t-shirts. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, Alan Strickland-Williams is a great comedian, and in addition to writing hilarious one-liners for a stand-up act, is also a writer for Vice Magazine and hilarious on Twitter. And ASW sounds like this. I, I like to ask the audience how they're doing just on the off chance that no one has asked them individually all day. <laughs> 
So for lunch, Dave, Jake, and Alan and myself, we all sat down at the International House of Pancakes, the IHOP in West Hollywood for a funny and surprisingly deep lunch. And spoiler alert, nobody ordered the Rudy Tooty Fresh and Fruity. Also, you're not going to believe what major celebrity was sitting just three booths away, but I will give you a hint. It was Leah Ramini. Full disclosure, we recorded this episode right before Halloween, so we talk about Halloween for a little bit, but uh, seeing how it's an annual thing, uh, you can just pretend that you're getting a jump on Halloween for next year. So, You can go to grabbinglunch.com to see pictures of the guests, listen to previous episodes, sign up for the email list, or even make a donation to the show. And a portion of every donation given to the show goes to support the L.A. Food Bank here in Los Angeles. So with that being said, here is my lunch with Dave Ross, Jake Weissman, and Alan Strickland-Williams at IHOP. Let's eat. Can I have a decaf coffee? Decaf? Thank you. Can I get a chocolate milkshake? Decaf, chocolate shake. Loser. Chocolate milkshake. Class act. Uh, I'm going to have a coffee and um, four ice waters. Uh, Regular, please. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Should I turn my sweat off or something? Can you make a chocolate milkshake strawberry? Yeah. Could you change everything about the order? He doesn't want a milkshake anymore for hair. Can they get you two tickets to corn to see corn? Have a hug. I didn't get enough as I was growing up, so uh, anything uh, you could do would be. I also love that as something to drink. Would you like something to drink? Have a hug. Yeah. <laughs> That's not on the menu. I, I, I know, it's... but I just. I figured maybe it was like an in and out type thing. Yeah. I just realized that I wish that IHOP was like an Apple product, and this is what they thought that, you know, like IHOP. Oh. You know, like like, right. and like it was. This was their jumping. extreme failure of a restaurant. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're not gonna catch on. Uh, well, we're recording right now, and I have to say, it's going pretty good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> really I've been a part of some podcasts. I think all four of us have been really knocking it out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> we had that whole hug thing happen, uh, and then oh. Jake made that that great comment just now. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about Apple products. Yes, that's true. Um, they do put the letter I in front of things. I'll give him that. That is their. That <laughs> that's is definitely the truth. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, just so the people at home know, they just brought by silverware. That's why Alan was thanking. He wasn't just thanking. It was like a Jesus thing. And yeah. uh, in the restaurant industry, that's called a setup. Yeah. So if you need silverware and then and the food is napkin, the punchline. That's right. <laughs> the food is the headliner. There's the tag. <laughs> that's right. uh, or the or the audience uh, booing. Yeah. Depends on the. Are you guys in here for breakfast or lunch? Uh, well, judging by the name of the podcast. Lunch. Hey, you can have whatever you want. Oh, really? Breakfast. Yeah, breakfast. <laughs> I think at IHOP, if you don't get the P in IHOP, you somehow let people down. Oh, you? what's the P in IHOP? Pan- Pancakes. International House of Pancakes. That's why you need the hug. That's so funny. Uh, Really made up for the i i and iPhone count. Yeah, you came back. Oh, oh, man. So one, is, one for two. You know, Five hundred. Totally. Gene Bull here. <laughs> yeah, you have a median score of Thank zero. <laughs> Somebody got a lemonade. Jake did. Oh, Jake okay. got a lemonade. Yeah, good lunch. Yeah. Sure. Oh, okay. Really all over the place. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
See, that's why I had to move this out. With some waters and chocolate. Oh, oh yeah, let's check on the. Sh that's why I had to. Who uh, wrote uh, "I Tumble for You"? Is that uh, it's Culture Club? Culture Club. Yeah, okay. I don't know if they. Um, I don't know why it, I said wrote. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Who wrote? I think they did write actually. Yeah. Old boy George is actually. He's a talented guy. Talented guy. Don't yeah. knock him just because he's a boy. Don't knock him just because you haven't tried him. <laughs> that was <laughs> a simpler right. time when people wrote their music. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Well, that's the other yeah. thing is like, well, when people yeah. like people think Beyonce is the most amazing person ever, and she oh, is, is she like, she's really yeah. talented, but she doesn't really write any of her stuff, and if she does this with eight other people, whereas like Freddie Mercury wrote everything, yeah, like correct. he just they just did everything, and the, and then but it's okay for someone to be considered a genius now. That's why is I actually, that the guy from Metallica. Um, he was actually in Culture Club. He's great, George. I can clarify you right mm -hmm. now. No, no, yeah. Which is why I recently got. A little more into Taylor Swift, even though um, she writes her own songs. She's and she's fucking young, and and she does co-write some of the stuff. But I do think she understands songwriting, and I feel like that should be praised. Like people like to tear her down, but she writes her own shit. It's she's in the room annoying, and it's being it's creative. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, Pitchfork loves her. Do they? They do. Yeah, yeah, they love her. Dude, have you listened to any of her stuff? No. It's not that bad. I like it. I think it's pretty <laughs> that good. That could be the pull quote for her next album. Not that bad. It's, it's, it's actually okay. the name of the album. The right. album sucks. It's just called Not That Bad. I just hear her shrugging on the cover. Uh, give it a shot. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, there's that kind of culture where if you can, like, make your voice fluctuate as you sing, even if you didn't write it, it's like, well... Fuck, man, why don't you sing for a living? Did you write that? Say, Who wrote that? Was it, it you was and Beyonce? My, I was trying to yes and the moment that was happening right now. Me and Beyonce. Do you have any, like, you play piano, right? Yeah. Because I think I was at a show where I saw you play piano. Do you any other? Yeah, you also play, like, melodica and, uh, like, ten million other things, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, Wait, I mean... Really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of musical, I guess. But I say this. He has this video that that uh, he's been doing around where there's like you play guitar and you play like like what else? I don't know. Oh, uh, melodica. What's uh, that? Uh, the triangle. The lip harp. The lip harp. The, yeah, that's the Jews harp. <laughs> yeah, it's like a keytar with a tube you blow into. Yeah, that's the melodica. That's the melodica. Um, no, but yeah, I just thanks, Dave. I. I don't know. I don't know how many instruments I know, but I say it all the time. There's like there's seven notes, A through G, and then you just have to figure out how to make the notes on whatever instrument you pick up. Mm -hmm. But music theory is always the same. Yeah, you know, C goes with G, goes with F. Comedy's like that too. Seven notes. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's like black people and white people. Uh, <laughs> impressions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> totally impressions. Fart noises. Right. Screaming at the audience. Uh, hating the audience. Yeah. Alan, help me out here. Hell Jews. Yeah. Jews. Jews. Yeah. And queers. Did you right. say women? Oh, women. That's those, the that, eighth. Those, are, those, those, like, those are Jews. Women is Jew flat. <laughs> I think I'm sitting with the women. Women are in percussion. Oh, yeah, we're sitting with the women. He pointed that out. How's we're that for we're, yeah. we're the three quarters of women. You know that's the discussion, right? When? <laughs> I think you also forgot to include uh, um, telling the audience what you're all like. So I was at the store, and the guy didn't give me the oh, right thanks. change, and I'm all like, hello? Oh, what about uh, when, you were doing, like, when you were doing a few weeks ago? A few weeks yeah. ago, I was um, <laughs> oh, telling him what's next. You want to know what's next? Or yeah. just before uh, the show. Or what else? Or, uh, what yeah. else is going on? What else, else is going on? I want to let you guys funny. know what else is going yeah. on. I was a little about me. Or what else did I want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. It's like, I don't know, man. Oh, uh, what else did I have written down tell here? Tell us. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, where was I in the structure? You know, I think my I favorite joke it. is when you find out how the audience is doing. I think that's big. That's the, like probably the most important it's part of the show. It's up there. How are you guys doing tonight? I, I like to ask the audience how they're doing just on the off chance that no one has asked them individually all day. <laughs> right. And maybe they're just dying for the chance. And maybe they're, they're like, doing good. one person is like, oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm doing great. Uh, yes, we are three of the four members of the sketch group women. Yes. Uh, Dave I'm Ross, Alan Strickland, William, Jake Weissman. Hey. We're missing lunch, Pat guys. Bishop, who, by the way, Love is Pat the Bishop. driving force in the group and is the only talented one. That'll be an annotation in the, in the podcast. I'll make a note of it. Please. please Pat do. Bishop. He uh, closed out your, uh, your holy fuck. Show is that? Am I thinking of the right Pat Bishop? Pat Reagan, you're thinking. Pat of. Reagan. They are both fantastic. Yeah. Also yeah. Sorry, sorry. Pat Bishop's also uh, great. Uh, no, he sucks. He sucks. <laughs> I thought you just said he was great, though. Don't worry, we'll yeah, edit. I was lying that whole time. We'll just edit that. As the only the begin- part. The beginning. No, no. I'm going to put it on a loop. This is so like Pat Bishop, Pat Bishop sucks. sucks so bad bad it'll be like 90 minutes of. <laughs> I like that. Uh, this is. This meal is called International Crate Passport, as if like eating is a ticket to another world. Oh you know God, I mean? it better like, be! Oh my God. I'm so sick of my life. <laughs> yeah. I better order this crape. It is too international heaven. gun in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then it puts in Spanish combo de crepe pasaporte internacional, just so you really get the picture. Sure. What does that mean? It doesn't sound like English. It just means I'll like Jesus. Basically. Nice. They should actually be like a little uh, That's asterisk. No, it's okay. Juice eat this. No, sir. Juice eat this. That's so funny. And then we were pointing out before, uh, there's a sign actually on the table that says, please pay your server. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, thank you, man. Are you ready to order? Um, you want me to come back in a minute? One minute. Maybe. Just one more minute. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, it says, please pay your server please pay there. your server. I didn't realize that was an option. Like I realize now they might mean that maybe don't go up to like the center, like that booth and pay, but right. it just, it's way funnier to not know things. Our initial impression was the funniest way to go yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, so like, oh, I've completed the meal. What do I do now? Just leave? Or No, no, actually, it's true. Server. All the other booths don't say it. Well, that one, yeah, this is like the trouble there booth. Right. This very three different booths have to pay up there. It's, it's like true. Real, Maybe Leah Ramini doesn't have to pay her server. Uh, do you want to tell who we saw with Jake? Did you with Leah Ramini? Yeah, I still don't know if she can she's, hear us, but yeah, yeah. She's, I didn't she's see her. In, she... She's three booths down from us as we speak. Yeah, but yeah, we, yeah, but we're kind of in a box. The Queen of Queens is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah. Sorry that took so long. I opened the door for her. She called me sweetie. That's nice. Is she and she cute? made she she's looked so at me and smiled and she was very nice. She's very very nice. She's nice. Yeah. What are you going to get, man? You know what? I mean, I don't. Do you guys know what you're getting? We should I ask her if she'll be in a women's sketch. <laughs> yeah, or at least make an appearance on our podcast. Dude, do, actually, do I, do any of you have, like, a screenplay in your car? <laughs> just only walk by and just, like, only slide five. it on her table. <laughs> right. I was thinking of you when I wrote this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? The script is called Leah. Yeah. Uh, I am going to get... I think I'm going to get oatmeal. Uh, it's been a while. I just want to point out, you ordered a decaf coffee and you're about to get an oatmeal. It's like uh, the meal of a 71-year-old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in my minivan yeah. and uh, blow my fucking brains out. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. I, uh, I don't know, I might get an omelet, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this the good the, uh, part of the pod, the podcast? No, hey, this is the what we call the sweet spot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
Uh, we're at the International House of Pancakes in West Hollywood on Santa Monica Boulevard. Woo! Hey. I think that's the perfect. And we mainly. Oh, sorry. Keep going. No, that was. That was. I was saying we mainly chose to go here because Dave yeah. Allen and I are unemployed and poor, perfect. and I just want to point that out. No, no. Hey, this is this hashtag. I have love. Which came first? That is the hashtag. Unemployment I or love of IHOP. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been to um, Hollywood uh, uh, Halloween on Santa Monica Boulevard? I've never gone. Yes. I'm thinking about doing it this year just to try it out. Have you? There is a. Um, this is a little unrelated. What's interesting about this time of year are all the pop-up Halloween shops. Like they, they rent yeah. like a big building, like yeah. an empty warehouse. Wait, for like I will three say it's directly related to what we're it's Halloween related. <laughs> sure. It wasn't as tangential as you a might little, think. A it was... little on a tangent. I'm going to dress right. as Scooby Doo. <laughs> uh, but it's really incredible because they don't Halloween stuff. I I don't think I realized. It's like Christmas now, but less. But it's it's completely. It's just to take your money. That's mm-hmm. the entire thing. It's just to drive American economy. It is not for any sort of any other thing than that. Yeah. And they make everything into like a Halloween related thing. There was this sign that was like this like really like scantily clad woman, uh, like dressed in like a short, um, like a short dress and everything. She's really hot, and the sign just said career. And like that's, that, I was like, what career is that? I don't understand. Are you just being hot for a career? So they just sell everything. Many women do. Yeah. yeah, many women do. Anytime I see a woman who's like excessively dressed, like like super sexy, I always in my mind say, "Happy Horloween." That's Horloween. Horloween. I used to work at the Playboy Mansion every Halloween for like seven years, and uh, uh, it was yeah. all women who just were looking fucking to, the guys. Yeah, we were looking to hook up with <laughs> James Con. Uh, but they were all sexy. And naughty, and Whoa. I just came from Indiana. I'm looking for anything. I like the idea of a naughty woman. Like, there's right. only so many options for you to be right. naughty. Like, right. what is naughty? Yeah, right. Uh, don't go to bed on time. Like, that'd be interesting. She yeah, turns over so and won't go to sleep. It's like, you're naughty. Yeah. <laughs> I too much candy. Yeah, you don't <laughs> listen. <laughs> so this lady doesn't work. listen. Yeah, oh, that's totally. Hilarious. It does say naughty when you, like, look at. At uh, the names of those costumes, it's always absolutely like, naughty librarian. Uh huh. Naughty, yeah, yeah. Like mm, my glasses are at the end of my nose. <laughs> <laughs> my hair's still in a bun. Yeah. ZZ Top hasn't picked me up yet. I know so that my I boobs are pouring out of my shirt, but my Me- hair's still in a bun. Ooh, Meanwhile, this friggin' library has no Dewey Decimal System. You can't tell where anything is. That's yeah, there's like four. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, they don't. You're just the a rest bad librarian. Situation. <laughs> just just not good at garbage. Being a librarian. Garbage all over the floor. <laughs> Yeah, I think it'd be funny if like a woman was dressed as like the naughty nurse, and then some guy went into like cardiac arrest. Like this man needs medical attention. You, I'm gonna. Stick you're a nurse. Dick. No. Not <laughs> <laughs> even if you're so really good at her job, you're just like. Many 50 cc's of diadem. That would be even yeah. funnier if she was the best nurse <laughs> yeah. in the world. <laughs> All those just like totally is pretty funny. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, just sucks his dick. And I'm then, out of ideas. Don't, don't you die to... on me. Don't you die on me. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Hilarious. No, but this is where everyone comes to, you know, to be the sexiest version of whatever they were I in hop? there. IHOP specifically. I thought you meant LA. Halloween goes off here. It does. What's that now? It does. In IHOP, Halloween is crazy. Oh, dude, it People is. People like order food, I, eat. Yeah, man, naughty food. 
actually saw uh, Martin Landau. Yeah, yeah. get some really. Really, he's still alive still. He's still he's still around. This is probably like two or three. Who's Martin Landau? No, I think Landau. See the guy from. I can't. I think. Actually, I don't he know that. That's okay. I know might be dead. About it's angels? <laughs> yes, it's they touched by an angel. You're thinking of Roma Downey. No, I'm not. No, no, no. Uh, he's very young. And he's in Ed Wood. He was in. He had a, like a fun guest arc on Entourage. If you saw him, you'd be like, I'm sure oh. I know who he is. He's one of those guys where, like, when I saw him here, there's not. There's not a moment where you say, I wonder if that's Martin Landau. It's just like, it's, hey, it's Martin Landau. <laughs> and he kind of like looked at me and gave me like this knowing like, I'm Martin Landau. It's me. Your suspicion is correct. You know? <laughs> What's the show I was thinking of about the uh, about the angel? Uh, Touch my angel. Well, no, no, I said that Seinfeld. too. No, it was, it's called like Stairway to Heaven or something. Highway to Heaven. Highway to Heaven. With that's Michael it. Landon. Michael Landon. Michael that's Landon. What I'm Landon. Okay, but Dave, here's the thing. That's not Martin Landau. I get it. Oh, okay. I get it. Okay. Two I wonder if Michael Landon's dead. He is dead. He's dead. No, he's he, definitely alive. He oh, okay. Had, uh, he had the C-bomb. He had cancer. Oh, oh that sucks. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm good on podcasts. No, no, no. Listen, we wanted to just <laughs> bring this up. No, but the, he, I think he was dying in the last season of Touched by an Angel. Touched by, he was in Touched by an Angel No, no, also. I wanted to see. No, Highway to Heaven. Highway to Heaven, yeah. <laughs> and I remember at the end of every show, he like if something like worked out, he'd like look up to Heaven like... Did it again? Yeah. Think, oh yeah, that's, that was his thing. He, uh, so, thanks, man. Yeah. What's that? Do you think he made it to heaven? I think Definitely. He did. <laughs> I mean, just based on a little house he was on the prairie. The highway. Yeah. Oh yeah, a little house on the prairie. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I'm um, a bonanza. Good lord. But that was like kind of like young, handsome Michael Landon era. How old was? When was Highway to Heaven? Eighty five, okay. six, seven. Yeah, we were young before my time. Yeah. Yeah, you're born in the well, 90s. I'm old. I'm, a, I'm an old man. So that's what was your favorite show growing up? What did you watch? <laughs> you know, I, the show that I remember, and when I was a kid, um, we couldn't watch TV. We could watch two hours of TV per week. Hmm. And Whoa. I had to turn in the shows that we were going to watch that week, you know. So if you were ever caught watching a show that wasn't on your schedule, my parents would take the TV Whoa. and put it away for like a month. And you had to turn in like a list? Yeah, I had like a like a list. So I remember... Were you like, raised Mormon or family? like something no. like that? No, uh, my parents... Well, my dad's a pastor. Do you guys know that? Okay. Oh, no, I didn't yeah. know. What religion? Yeah. Lutheran. Knutson. <laughs> really? Yeah, if your name's Knutson, you have to be Lutheran. That's, That's true. It's in the handbook. Are all Swedish people uh, Lutheran? Uh, Danish or Swedish? Oh, it's Danish, super. Right. No, no, but like all those Scandinavians, they're big on. My family's Lutheran. They're all Norwegian. Yeah. Are they? Really, see, yeah. And if you're like, if your last name is like, S E N S O N I E N, you know, I think so. G E R G E R Humber Nielsen, you know, Cowpunger on my side. Yeah, Audley. Wait, what? What was that first one? Cowpunger. Cowpunger. That's funny. Plus, it also sounds like a career. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds, it sounds like, like a, Ooh, like, sexy cowpunger. Yeah. Cow so what do you do for a living? No, oh, I'm a cowpunger. I'm, I'm a naughty cowpunger. <laughs> <laughs> naughty cowpunger. Yeah, so I remember watching um, SCTV. Uh, you were that was a big, Yeah, that, okay. was a big, that was a big one for me. Wait, what uh, was it? SCTV. I don't know that. Second show. City TV. Second City TV. I didn't, a, I didn't even know about it, yeah. Oh, it's really funny. Is it really? I have to say, I watched some recently, it doesn't... Doesn't hold up. Yeah, I mean, Count Floyd's spooky theaters, you know, as, as Some of funny as it was at the time. It, you know, it was I'd John Candy, that. Eugene Levy, uh, oh my God, Dave Thomas, Dave Thomas. That's where um, Dave Thomas. Yeah, the the from one. Wendy's. Yes, the founder of Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> the founder of Wendy's did improv. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. He was in all those commercials, and he was great. He was great. He was a natural. <laughs> How did... Hey, uh, Dave, I know you're the CEO of this company, but did you take UCB classes? <laughs> yes, I did. What do you think? It was uh, um, uh, the great the um, the Great White North, the mm-hmm. Moranis. Uh, see, now I'm being old. I'm being old and I'm being forgetful because Strange Brew, Strange Brew, the um, brothers, Ed Bob Ed and Doug McKenzie. Didn't Ed really start on SCTV and then he moved over Ed to Grimley, Live? Yeah, yeah. Martin Short. Any girls? Martin Short. Um, There's all girls. No, uh, <laughs> oh, right. Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. Oh wow. And um, who played Edith Prickley? Edith Prickley. Mm. Uh, she was one of those ones that was really really funny, but it's never up to you how successful you get. You right. You just do the work, yep. and then the rest of it's out of your hands. Yeah. Yeah. Edith Prickley. But it had John Candy, uh, Joe Flaherty. Oh, Joe Flaherty is so funny. Yeah. I think he's one of the most underrated actors out there. He was the dad on Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He is so good. Yeah. He is really one of the best actors. Man, one Crazy show. Summer. Yep. You know, uh, Billy the, Madison. Mm-hmm. Interesting that Freaks and Geeks. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, I'm sorry. Hey, okay, we'll go to Red Lobster. Uh, I think the existence of Freaks and Geeks <laughs> is the reason that we have. Like the uh, established, uh, the establishment with comedy movies that we have right now. You know what I mean? It's, it's the whole reason that James Franco and Seth Rogen are, are so big. Which is weird because it was canceled. It was it's so weird canceled. that canceled yeah. shows dictate the trend ten years later. Totally, yeah, it's right. just so fucking bizarre. People are so stupid that they just if people just oh, say it was a cult hit, we'll make more cult hits. Yeah, it, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's a cult hit in ten years. We'll decide that's a great idea. Like, like we'll right. be like, oh, that was always awesome. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of times in comedy, it's the tail that wags the dog. If, mm-hmm. if enough people say like, "Oh, this is absolutely," this is, and the the slight level of judgment of like, "Oh, you don't think it's great? <laughs> okay, you know." And there's right. like this kind of inside clicky thing. I have to think it's great, otherwise people won't like me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I read a blog about it that's really touting the insert. You know what? Though credit. I want to go back though to this. So you filled out yes. a card, like. How many are you guys ready to move? Oh, Good, sorry. yeah, I think we're ready to, to be continued, right? We gotta, this yeah. is a cliffhanger, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, go ahead, I'll know what I want by the time I. Um, can I please have the, uh, the simple and fit blueberry harvest grain and nut combo? <laughs> but no, no meat. I don't think it does have a grain. Okay, cool. Oh, the whole wheat blueberry, yeah. Uh, you want some fruit instead of Fruit, sure. Fruit, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna do the BLT. Uh, fries or onion rings? Uh, with fries, please. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can I have a simple and fit seasonal like mixed fruit crepes, please? I almost got that. I almost got what you got. How about you, sir? Uh, I'm just gonna have the milkshake. Okay. Oh, you're so bad. Did you get the passport international? No, I got these seasonal uh, shit. I don't know. I got something. Yeah, the seasonal. So you'll shit. be remaining in <laughs> I got America. Some seasonal shit, yeah. dude. Dude, I got some fucking yeah, uh, crepes. I got some season. Uh, I don't know. Fit and something crepes okay. with stuff. In <laughs> <laughs> That's how we should have ordered it too. Ah, oh, the fruit shit. Uh, luckily, I saved the menu. 
It strikes me that both of us are probably just trying to eat healthy right now. Is that what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we felt bad about something we ate yesterday, so we're trying to make up for it today. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad about something I ate the past 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, I've been eating garbage for 30 years. Well, the thing is, you can't eat like a teenager your whole life and expect to age gracefully. No, That's totally. That's just not how it works. I have begun to age very ungracefully. At what age did your body start hurting for no reason? I haven't hit it yet. But, really? Uh, you yeah. feel yeah, that was an interesting assumption. <laughs> yeah. well, no, I just assume it happens just, to all people. Well, yeah. You're decrepit. When did that start? When did that well, start? I'm, I'm, you look like you're in chronic pain. Just, when did your chronic pain begin? Yeah. Well, I'm 30 now, and I, I noticed that if I lie down on the couch a certain way, my neck will hurt for three days. And that never happened before. I have a great neck. Everyone knows that. Sure. Well, me, but it's, it's, it's actually your best feature. Your neck Thank gets you. a lot of buzz. Well, There's a lot of buzz about your neck. <laughs> um, and, and it's better at stand-up than you. <laughs> at, at no point would I ever disagree with you. But what I'm saying is my best feature is starting to falter. Sure. Yeah. And it's really terrifying. You're like, I did this forever, and now I do the same thing, and yeah. it just... I'm and it sucks. I do totally. have to admit, uh, when I, like run or exercise more like I ran the LA Marathon this year oh wow and I was down for about two days like laying on the couch and like icy I was there's gotta be a uh, there's gotta be a joke about the LA Marathon like so uh how long's that drive (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's funny 36.2 miles yeah it actually ran on Santa Monica Boulevard and went down uh, and ran from Dodger Stadium to the Santa Monica Pier basically Mm. What? That is crazy. Yeah, yeah that's a long I that's a long drive. I also ran a marathon once. Really? In LA and it was a different route and um, the word marathon stresses me out. It's an unbelievably <laughs> painful thing. Um, hit the button, in bro. fact yeah, no I thanks. find that it's really just it's mostly mental at, at a certain point because I agree with that. You get to a physical point where you're you're your legs and your thighs and your knees hurt so much that you, the entire point of the last 10 miles is displacing that pain and just going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. It's not about, you. your body already wants to stop and you're hurting your body really right. at a certain point. You're just tearing up, you know, little things in your knee, but, but you just have to go, just keep going. I remember when I was in the last six miles, your reasoning becomes insane because you're so dehydrated even as much water as you drink mm-hmm. that I remember crossing a small bridge and being like, just jump off the bridge. You know I mean? like, <laughs> like, instead of just stopping the race, you go, I have to stop the race, right. so just jump off the fucking bridge. Right. And I don't think that's just because I'm suicidal in general. Sure, I think it's sure. like literally just like you're just you, so This time you had a specific yeah. reason. I was like, just, 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 just end it. What's it? No, I agree with that. And I'll also, uh, the big like motivator for me was the people who were standing on the sidelines like, yeah, yeah. come on. Because yeah. you have your name on your bib, and so you're like running past them and like, come on, Matt, you can do it, Matt. Just, well, just stay in there. I'm like, you ever, right. uh, and ever uh, encounter a heckler in a marathon? That's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to shut them down. Like They're just like, hey, down. you're not funny. Not funny. You're, like, you're, you're like, you know, you're ruining this for <laughs> This is all I have in life. <laughs> I like the idea, though, of a paranoid person. If someone calls out your name, like, how did you know that? How did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> just constantly, uh, like, oh. Oh, my God. Well, right here on the, um, 
it was just like a block away, they had like people who were specifically designated cheerleaders. So West Hollywood had the um, transvestite cheerleaders. So it was like oh, you know, six foot two muscle men dressed as cheerleaders. Like you can do it. Like, yeah, I, I can do it. I think that's the most amazing thing about the marathon. Not that people run it, that there are people who come out just to support you. Like there's, it's a highly it well coordinated event, and yeah. people really care that you're doing this thing. And I don't understand. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, especially the route because it starts at Dodger Stadium and then it goes like to Chinatown. So as you're running the the route down Chinatown, they have like those um, those drummers with the big drum thing. And there's like cool. fifty of them lying in the street and doing the synchronized drumming, and then you go to like Silver Lake, and there's kind of like lined with hipsters. And just you sort go, of like, like a feminine like, touching leaves. Yeah, right just, now and then. Just, <laughs> <laughs> try or whatever. But it's synchronized. Do it, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, West Hollywood, and then you know, it's down to the beach. So it was alright. What That's is cool, you, man? So did you celebrate in any way? Did you laying on the couch? Not really. Yeah. Not Have really. you done it before? This is the first time I. Why did you decide to do it? I don't know. I'd never done it, so I wanted to try and just push myself and try something. Mental new. thing? Yeah, mental thing. And it was also on St. Patrick's Day, so it's like, well. 317, 2013, there's something, mm -hmm. something about all three of those numbers have been significant to me, so it's like, oh, it's a, I don't know. Huh. You ever talk yourself into a sign? It's a sign. It means I... <laughs> what do you mean all three of those numbers are meant to be? 317 and 2013? Like yeah, what? not 2013, but 13. Yeah, I've always oh. been like, I don't know, like a flaky number guy. Like, oh, oh. What? 11? Oh, yeah, that's a good... 11's big for you? Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have numbers? Am I weird? Is it just... No, I think everyone I, has a few numbers. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I'm just curious, would you say what they meant to you? I've just always liked them. Three, three testicles. Three, three is the magic number. <laughs> and then 11 testicles. <laughs> 17. 11 testicles. You have a 17 inch penis. <laughs> That's why you need 11 testicles. <laughs> yeah. uh, just to keep it together. Just to keep it together, yeah. It looks I, weird with two. <laughs> what do you mean, the guy that shows up with two balls? Nobody likes a guy with two balls. Fuck that guy. Um, you know what, I don't even know if I have a specific, like, well, three was the, you know, or 17, it just, I don't know, you resonate. Huh. When I played sports, I remember feeling a lot of attachment to the numbers I would pick. Sure. Like, to, to represent. And then, Do you still no, remember what they are? It was usually a six or a seven, and for a few years I was 67, and I decided that it was because I wanted no one ever to, like, like no one picked a number above 20, and I was like, I want to be the most original dude ever. Right. <laughs> Five million. And you put all the zeros on the back of your jersey. It's like, stop the zeros. But I remember, like, I picked 67, and then, like, a year later, I, th I think it was, like, Polo or Ralph Lauren, or if that's the same thing, they have that whole campaign where they were launched in 1967, so everyone started wearing 67. I remember being, like, my attempts to be unique are being fucking pounded into the ground. I... Like, I would, because when you're a white guy, one of the most intense attempts you have to be unique is t-shirts. You sure. know what I mean? And I still, <laughs> sadly, that's all I have with the cat shirt. This represents my humor! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and and then that was taken away from me. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry I had a horrible that, job. I'm sorry to hear that. Would you play soccer? I played almost everything for a while. But you yes. played football? The jock? Not football because I'm scared of stuff. Yeah, but yeah. I, I did football play, is fucking I did play, I played oh, soccer, baseball, basketball... Tennis and golf. I play golf. Sorry, play golf. What were you best? Yeah, what was your sport? What did you like the most? I guess too. I honestly. What were you worst at? Well, because the. What you hate the most? Well, the one I hated the most was soccer because what happened was 
this is going to sound weird. I was naturally, when I was like 10, an excellent athlete for no reason. Uh-huh. It doesn't run in my family. For some reason, when we got it on the field, I could just run faster and was better. So I made like the travel team. And then everyone else on the travel team was cool, and I had a high voice, and they just made fun of me the whole time. But I was good, mm-hmm. even though there was no reason why I should be good. And so I had to play with these guys who would just tell me I was a piece of garbage all the time. Oh and God. I was just like, no, I'm not. You know what I mean? They're like, you have a high voice. And I was like, no, I don't. You know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, well, but it, it's, it's totally fine. But that, that was a horrible no. experience. Oh, but I was good at it, so I kept playing... <laughs> But I didn't realize I kept playing something even though I literally hated it forever. Like, it was the worst experience in my life. Wow. But you, but then you have some sense of identity of being good at soccer. And for some reason you use that as, like, a, a card that you play. Well, I, you know, I don't know. Right. Pathetic. Sorry to get sad. Well, no, it's definitely, like, a clicky thing when you're yeah. growing up. You're in, you know, at least when I was in high school, if you did sports, you were, like, an athlete. If you did drama, you did that. If you were in the band, you did that. And that... There wasn't a lot of crossover with peer groups. Like yeah. the band guy wasn't going to hang out with the football team guy. Right. So you hanging just... out with everybody? What were, yeah, you, what were like? you like? Yeah. <sighs> Diplomatic. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Diplomatic pleaser, friendly like guy. Yeah, I was a student body president. Oh, really? But I was voted in, ironically. Okay. So that. What do you, uh, <laughs> kind of yeah. what do you mean? My slogan when I ran for student body president was, how bad can it be? (laughs) And that's how I I had signs hanging up in my school. (laughs) And that's, so that's what I never voted. Hey, that's not ironically, you want to use your front. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Yeah, so my senior year, I was student body president Mm -hmm. and the king of my prom. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, really? But it was all it was just like, uh, hey, he's not one of the socias. Let's ha- give this but you were alternative. Liked. I was liked. Yeah, yeah. But I, I've always tried to be. Good, I've also good never company. heard it said that way. I was the king of my prom. I was the king of my prom. <laughs> that's different than I prom ordered, king. Yeah. I, the king. I killed the prom king. <laughs> it's like <laughs> all these prom serfs. I officiated the prom. King of the prom before me. <laughs> and someday you will be the she king of the prom. The king of the prom. <laughs> I guess I didn't mean it like that, but it sounded. I was the king. I of was prom. the king of. I was actually. I I was actually, I think I've told you guys this, I was uh, president of National Honor Society in high school. But Amazing. I was, yeah, but I was impeached. You were also impeached? Impeached? Was it because you wouldn't go to the meetings? Same yeah. exact Because wow. <laughs> they were early in the morning. Yeah, why, why would I go to school? Yeah. Why would I go to that? He's like, why'd you get impeached? I'm like, because I was bad. Because <laughs> I wouldn't go. There was no, I was impeached for Watergate. You were the scapegoat. I was running an intense campaign. Real, yeah. <laughs> what happened? Well, I just I actually I there's like, a break in. So Do the meetings? That's so crazy. Yeah, I, that's so weird. Uh, so uh, the meetings. The, I got kicked out of National Arts Society. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was impeached, and they succeeded in their impeachment. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I uh, I was stripped of my title and kicked out, but it didn't matter because I ever gotten into college. Same. So, yeah. Same exactly. I was like, it's already on the transcript. Yeah. Dude, it was even better because I got it on the transcript and I got to have been impeached. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's pretty uh, quite an honor. Yeah. The meetings were at uh, were at like school was at, started at, like eight thirty and mm-hmm. the meetings were at, like seven thirty. And we had to be, get bust over a mountain to go to my school. Wow. And so BLT. I didn't go. BLT. Yeah, uh, right here. Thank you. Uh, 
pancakes are coming, and then a fish with grapes. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Are you sure you don't want anything besides a chocolate I milkshake? I might get another milkshake. You sure you should. <laughs> Listen, the sky's the limit. Actually, In this the scenario, BLT looks pretty good. I might get a BLT. You should get whatever you should get whatever you want. Kicked out of the honor society. Oh yeah. So. Oh, thank you very much. The second meeting I ever went to. I went to the first meeting, right. and then the second meeting I ever went to was my impeachment hearing. <laughs> And they were just like, Dave, what are you doing here? I was like, I don't know. What are you guys doing? And they were like, well, we're kicking you out. Uh, which is fine with me. Some Perfect. kind of an honorary thing you're doing? Or is this a- yeah. No. I just went into that room to jerk off. <laughs> I was like, oh, right. <laughs> I'm in this group. Wait, so were you always making jokes as a kid, Matt? Yeah, kind of. Well, I'm a middle child, so I was um, the levity and the peacemaker. So you're trying to just, um, I guess. So three siblings or two siblings, three kids. I have two older brothers and a younger sister. Okay. Nat Knutson, Pat Knutson. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Knutson, Knutson. And uh, yeah, Knutson, Knut Knutson. <laughs> Matt, is that you? short for Matt West? Third. <laughs> <laughs> short for Madeline? Madeline. Really well done. Yeah, I, I didn't want the moment Matt to pass without acknowledging that. No, no, that's that's solid. That's rock solid. That's good stuff, yeah. Madeline. Uh, Hi, I'm Madeline Portman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, my family moved to California from North Dakota, but I was born in Hawaii, and I kind of... Whoa, whoa, yeah, Matt, back up. This sounds like was a lot. Was pastor his profession, or was that like that a was side his, thing? That was his oh. full-time thing. Yeah, oh, my God. Thing. Whoa. So my That's crazy to think. Yeah. What's he? My grandfather's pastor, yeah. What was the, the denomination? Southern Baptist. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Like raised, tambourines under the... you were raised Southern Baptist? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Was your fa- is your parent, are your parents religious? Uh, my my dad kind of is, because he's a whole other, he's a pastor's son. Um, but... Uh, the, it's it's just different. He died, and ever since he died, it really it became very apparent that it was like we were going to church for him, mm-hmm. right? Especially the kids. Well, everyone else in my family is pretty religious, but I'm not. Um, Do they ever talk to you about it? Not really. That's the thing. Is like now it's like they don't really go to church that often, and we don't go to church when I come home anymore. So I think it's just on the whole, it's become less pronounced with everyone. But. Um, they're definitely, they're definitely like, they're just closer to it still. Like my grandmother's still alive, mm-hmm. so they'll go with her sometimes. But it's like I still I, go during the holidays, yeah, like Christmas and Easter and that stuff. I, Are you really the last time I went? I'm more of a humanist. I think it's you should just be, be a solid person. Sure. Yeah. I don't you need to have some that? kind of structure. Well, we don't really talk about that. Oh really? Nah, we don't talk about yeah, that. I don't, I don't go really to talk, church, and I don't. You know, it's it not. If it came up, would it like? Would it mess you? Would they be angry at you? No. Either of you? No. no. I don't think so. Really? No. no. I don't think so. That's good. Yeah. What about you, Jake? Were you a temple kid, or what was your? I was. Why did you say temple? Are you Jewish? For <laughs> <laughs> the sake of this, to please Matt, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was raised pretty reform, which is like the most. Is the least Jewish you're allowed to be and still be Jewish, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I went to... I remember when I was very young having the personal realization that I just didn't believe in God. Mm-hmm. And I said that to the rabbi. And they were like, don't worry, that's fine. I'm still <laughs> Jewish. And I was like, all right. And, uh, so I didn't... Right after I got bar mitzvahed, which I didn't... Looking back on it, I wouldn't do it. Because um, I've just always been very anti-religion. Because right. I think even it, it took it took me many years of anger because my older sister is gay, many years of anger to get over to get over the idea that all religion wasn't terrible. 
like obviously there's some religion, even though I think it's inherently wrong. All of it, personally, I still it, it, it's I still find it okay for a lot of people. But I was so angry at it that I couldn't deal with it rationally, and I would just be, and I would just go to Vanderbilt, which is in Nashville, Tennessee. So oh, yeah. all of my roommates were Southern Baptists, and I would have ridiculous arguments with them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, awesome. um, and please don't take the ketchup, man. No, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> Based on your story right now, I'm taking the ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my mother, my mother ended up getting pretty into Judaism. Went after I got a bar mitzvah, and, and and now she's like an interfaith minister where she marries people really? in, in, of different faiths. But I've always been very vocally opponent to it. Right. I like being Jewish because I like being a white minority. But I don't. Great joke. It's, it's true. I've heard it's it said on stage before. It's, and it's hilarious. It's so true, though, because it's it's great. But I also could not care less about religion, and I do, I stopped going to temple completely. But sometimes I think it bothers me that I don't go ever because I like connecting to a group of people. But also, I hate hearing the word God. That's the thing that really bothers me the most. Anytime someone says. I don't know. I did this. I don't know. I did that. I lose my fucking mind in my head, and I'm like, get the fuck away from me. You're insane. And I can't get over. I can't get over that part to get to the lessons of it. Yeah. And I can't see the positives, even though there are positives. If that if that is it. I get it. I totally get it. Dude, can I have some uh, regular uh, syrup? Okay. And you could be a completely great oh, person. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not... just for real. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's for believers. It's only for believers. It is old fashioned. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yeah, and I think. What I if think... there's secret food that only. <laughs> <laughs> believers are um, it, it is hard for me to uh, deal with, but um, what do you think is the idea of God specifically? Like I know, oh. <laughs> whoops! The top of the syrup just came off God and did that. Yeah. poured all over Jake's pancakes. Oh my god! I don't know what. Which is a pretty great name for a restaurant too, Jake's pancakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, Jake's pancakes. yeah. If this comedy thing doesn't work out, Jake's cakes. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, like I know that they're, you know. There are teachings in a lot of religions that like push people toward, you know. I'm very anti-authority. Things. Is it anything yeah. like that? Yeah, but the idea of God. You said God is what it bothers really me bothers you so much. Here Why is that? Word. Um, because of course there are many ways to interpret God. What God is? A lot of people say God is this right now. God is uh, everything. God, we're all. God is in all of us. Right. Sure. Whatever. That's how you want to look at God. You can't argue against it. The idea of God. Demanding anything of anyone to me is wildly insane and offensive, and it's extremely dumb and naive and couldn't be possible in any in any piece of recorded literature or whatever where there's something that God is dictating. It is impossible in my opinion. So it infuriates me that anyone would live that way because it's wrong. And it seems abusive of people to try to convince you there's a God. Unbelievably abusive yeah. and so demeaning. And here's the other thing. I hate that... One thing I hate about religion, it doesn't give people credit for what they do. When they when right. they work super hard and they do something, uh, they go, well, God did this for me. It's like, no, you fucking worked your ass off, man. You totally God did. God didn't do shit for you. You fucking did it, man. Right. And just because you believed in the power to help you through, you don't realize you were just believing in yourself. And it really bothers me that it takes the credit away from people. And it, it, it's very demeaning, and God can make you feel like a piece of garbage. There's obviously not every religion. A lot of religions are manipulated that way, though. You trick people through their eternal salvation, and it takes away all the fun out of life. I yeah. never realized this, but you're talking about that, how they um, they uh, they say that everything that they do, that they succeed in, is like due to God, right? And now I'm going to make a little bit of a blanket statement here, but conservatives in this country... You know, they had that whole, um, uh, we, you didn't build that or whatever it was when it was like, 
Um, oh yeah, when Obama said um, the road, the yeah. road thing, like like Obama said, you didn't build that, we built that, and the conservatives were saying like, no, 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 individuals built it. It's just so weird that they were so quick to say like, no, no, no we did it when it's the government. But when it's got it, so they're so quick to give it up. That's so interesting. I never thought about that. It's disgusting. It's all. It's all. I don't like that. And in some way, it's true. But I don't like that. The governments have always decided that humans are way too dumb and not deserving of their own glory. And I agree to some degree. But also, they still treat people as if they're fucking idiot peasants who can't think for themselves at all. And maybe that's true. But. It still bothers me. Mm. I don't think it would be way worse the other way. Yeah, I got something in the mail, actually, this morning. It was from a four-square church. It mm-hmm. was, like, in our neighborhood. It was, like, a membership recruitment thing. It mm-hmm. said, come to the church and be healed. And it listed these things that you could be healed from. It said, oh. deafness, blindness, sore oh back. And I was like, "That's you're really asking a lot of God. Like, <laughs> yeah. Come down with Saturday at 8. Is that good for you to walk again? Come on down. Like, think about wow. it that way, too. Yeah, what if God is real? And God's like, you're just signing me up for all this shit. I got like so many hours in the day. And also, <laughs> I'm tired. tired. Can I have a day I off? take a break. Can I take one Sunday off? <laughs> for fucking eternity. It's also, like, it's also like, if you could cure deafness and blindness and sore backs, do it all the time. Dude, you would be a billionaire. There was no like, question <laughs> that your religion is correct. Oh, yeah. Walsh, that's what, that's, if people have said before, I'm in. If God comes down to earth and is like, does all this crazy shit, and I'm going to be like, yeah, man, I was totally wrong. I, I, I'm 100%. I stand corrected. Yeah, I, but yeah. you know what? The other side of that is that if there is this God that has all these fucking magical powers and uh, is uh, benevolent and eternally understanding, then he's not going to come down and look at someone who didn't believe in him, who is a good person, and right. be like, you're going to hell it's for no reason. It's literally his fault. What about my desire not to do that? <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And part of actually why I really like living here is that... Um, in L.A. specifically? Absolutely. Or this IHOP. In this IHOP. Did, did you live here at this IHOP? At this Apple store. Please edit it out, but yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by IHOP. <laughs> Um, is that people in general think a little more for themselves mm. and I grew up in a Jewish community a lot of modern Jews God is not really part of it it is for these my friends but most of them pretty educated they don't really think about God that much they just think of Judaism as like this nice tradition mm-hmm. also people tried to kill us so we bond together whatever mm. but well they didn't try they did but uh, mm-hmm. but and when I went to school, I dated women who would just I'd have conversations with them about Jesus, and they would just end up getting very mad about it. I would just be like, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? And they would just get furious. And so out here, it's the first time I've encountered a large group of people who are just like, I mean, it's, it's all ridiculous. Like, just think, think a little yeah. bit about it. it and, and it's amazing to me that most places in the world absolutely don't challenge that. I've part. also met people <laughs> here who are believers that are completely logical and... Don't take things offensively. I mean, I don't get into a lot of these discussions because a, I don't really care. Where's that? Like, I just don't care whether it's real or not or whatever you think. As long as you're like nice to me or whatever. But um, but but if you do get in a debate or just sort of asking some questions, like there are a lot of I've noticed a lot of people out here. Their faith is so strong because they are out here where they're probably in a minority now um, that. They're cool with it. They're cool. Like they're they don't they're not gonna get all bent out of shape. But if I were to go back home to Clay County, Florida, and be like, wild, like loudly, like being like, why do you believe in God? What is this doing for you? Blah blah. blah. They'll react very negatively because they don't have to think about it that way. Yeah. Right. You know, it's just me. Like 
Well, well, you're the, rocking the boat, buddy. Like, what right, are you doing? Right. The missing link in that, like, in that series of questions that you were asking the people you went to college with, Jake. Uh, why this? Why this? Why that? I mean, the missing link is faith, mm-hmm. and that's those are the people that I really appreciate who are because I'm not religious in the least. But I have a, like friends who are, and they're like, no, it's I just believe and I just do. Mm-hmm. I just happen to, and you don't have to. You know what I mean? Right. You like. I think that's when it gets really, religion gets really dangerous when people are saying that it's fact, and you contradicting them means that you're attacking them, and it's where like. But the thing is, though, if you think about the basis for most religions, saying they're wrong isn't attack, and that's the problem. Like, I agree with you, but like to me, if if, if Christ were real, right, and like Christianity is a real thing, you would have to devote. All of your life, every second, like that—that that would be, it'd be like your baby. You know what I mean? Like when you have a child, I assume you just your entire brain changes. Keep this baby alive. It's utter devotion. It's your religion. And to me, if you're a Christian, and then and then someone goes and goes, your baby's a fucking piece of shit. You're gonna beat the shit out of that person. You know what right. I mean? No, if your you baby might is be... a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean you gotta <laughs> own that. Right? Right. You might be like, yeah, you're right. Piece of shit, baby. Kill the baby. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's time, mostly, uh, that makes a religion more established and accepted. Because, you know, oh, yeah. we're talking about, like, like Lee Romini was sitting in the booth, you know, three down from us, and people rag on Scientology because, like, well, it's just made up. It's just like, it's all been made, yeah. made up yeah, at some right. point. Yeah. I, mean, I think during the time of Jesus, everyone was going, I mean, it's like that Monty Python, the life of Brian. Follow the shoe, follow the cord. Mm-hmm. Everyone had something they were trying yeah. to get off the ground. Well, the thing with Scientology, though, is that it's it's so blatantly... Like, it is it is so in-your-face abusive of its, of its constituents. Like, obviously, uh, Christianity is like that, too, but not at its core. I mean, at, you know, mm-hmm. arguably it is, but the Pope isn't beating the shit out of the archdiocese, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's it's like, such a funny point. <laughs> The new Pope's cool, man. He's great. He's all right. He's a cool guy. He doesn't be the shot of anyone. I think it's funny that the new Pope was, at best, reasonable. And, and, and so many Catholics are like, get him out of there. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's wait. true. Yeah, so many people hate him. Who's the new Pope? I didn't know about Francis. Francis. I think it's a guy. Oh, Benedict Francis died? Second. How did I not know about that? No, no, no. Benedict didn't die. He just retired. retired. He, 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 he could retire as Pope? Well, he's the only Pope that like, quit since like the 1600s. Yeah. They think he's like, yeah, you know what? Eh. You think it's because he was a Nazi? No, they think it's because there was so much shit going on. And he, like, they're like, you know, like, people in the Vatican were fucking each other. And there was so much, like, child rape going on in Catholicism. They think mm-hmm. that he just stepped aside because his health wasn't that great. And he's like, but they really think it's because he didn't want to deal he with didn't the, have the energy to, Yeah, wow. I didn't really Why is that? It's so crazy. It is so common for priests to have sex with kids. It's, it's crazy. Awful, awful. awful. <laughs> yep. And what? I never, it never, I mean, I'm not a priest, but it's never occurred to me to have sex with a, a kid. <laughs> not once. Especially, I love that you prefaced that by saying, "Look, I'm not a priest, <laughs> so maybe I don't get it." Because I'm not a priest, but I've never once thought about having sex with a kid. Yeah, no, I mean, they're, 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 not I only are you like not on this high standard, you're just the, on the standard of a normal person who people don't look up From to the standard as of, a figure in the community. There are like, you know. There are a lot of things uh, that change from culture to culture of what's bad, what's a crime, what's good. You know, they, they, right. they change all the time. But that is, that I think, 
is a universally hated thing. That's Pretty not much true. everyone. Okay, fine. A long there time are, ago. Right. It was a long time ago. There also yeah. are. There's. I know of a couple Pacific Island cultures that uh, where there are like blowjobs as a part of uh, growing up. <laughs> You're a naughty nurse. I got to bring him back to life. Ancient Greeks, the cradle of you know democracy and philosophy. Mesopotamia. And so are you saying that? Uh, it's okay that priests no, have sex with no. kids. The only, <laughs> the only thing he agrees with Catholicism. <laughs> I'm just saying they're pretty universally around the world. You don't even have to speak the same language yeah. to know that uh, that's bad. Uh, you know what, Thailand? You know what's even worse? I mean, it's not. Maybe it's not worse, but what I actually do find more reprehensible is, listen, you're you're not you're t- you're letting you're not letting someone have sex their entire lives. And so you're around these fucking idiots who the kids are idiots, and so you know they'll do whatever you say. They don't know; they're not themselves yet. And that's awful, but that's also a huge issue. You shouldn't repress these people's sexuality. What I find to be particularly beyond reprehensible is then the church putting that person in just a few counties down, so they can molest other kids because they start to get little peeps about it. Like, oh, I heard this guy molested, and they just put him in a new parish. And that is the most insane thing Terrible. ever to not admit what's going on in your own organization you to save face. Around, sure. That's Earth. happened for so many years, and that to me is why that that organization should fucking be eradicated. Well, yeah. It yeah. should be illegal. Yeah. It, it's more yeah. of a power. Terrible. It's more of like a power uh, dynamic thing because there. That's actually fairly rampant in the like hyper orthodox Jewish community right. as well. And what they do is they even pressure like. They know that the rabbi does whatever, and they they pressure the people not to report it to the police because if they do, they'll be excommunicated and shunned, and like just the whole so, force of the community will kick them out. So there's it's just such like, a big difference between somebody who's gonna like like just because you're not allowed to have sex, you know, like I don't I don't have any other outlet. I'm gonna have this little boy. That's not. I mean, that's a criminal. That's uh, There's a word for that. It's called yeah. a pedophile. It's not like you don't hear about right. these priests who are going and getting women hookers who are 25. You don't hear about that story. You hear about them committing crimes, and it's, mm. it's the worst. Also, what a maniacal way to think, man. Oh, I'm going to have sex with a kid so I don't get kicked out of the church. <laughs> <laughs> They'll cover me yeah. if I have sex with a the woman. Kid, and, no one will believe what a kid says. Uh, how did, yeah, how did that... Like, how did it even... Because it seems like one of those things where it's like... You, you sign him to be a Catholic priest like oh, I'll never want to have sex with a kid and like two years in you're like oh no 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 that's just an idea it's just an idea yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. three years in you're like get out okay, of there I'm thoughts. not having sex with a kid I'm out of options I've been celibate for three years I always find like because sometimes like priests will run off with nuns I've heard about I mean? that and I always think that's interesting because it's like you better get some serious signs before making that move. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> oh, yeah. to me, it's like I've always been so nervous. Women, I've talked about this on stage a little bit, but women, repeatedly, life, if they've wanted me, have had to like force themselves on me. Basically, like I've sat next to women, they put, you know, give me all signs, they brush their arm against my body part, whatever, just to be like, you know, make the move, and I haven't. But when you're a fucking nun and a priest, that is the ultimate. You right. better have like every sign possible because if you make that move your entire life is you, you make that move and it doesn't work you're fucked it's a whole new ball game yeah. I'll tell you what I do man I just send her a dick pic <laughs> <laughs> what do you say <laughs> I also find it really discomforting 
to think that when this life is done that I have to go anywhere. Like I, I, I would hate that. I mean, just that would be. Do you remember the book Tuck Everlasting, where they just stay alive forever? They can like break their necks to stay alive. That is a horror novel. It yeah. totally is. I think I might have even brought that up to you before. But like, I don't know what happens after you die, but I'm pretty sure it's nothing. And but the idea that like you would do all this. And, Oh. And then you would do all of this, and then and then it doesn't end, and you have to start again. Like, do you have to start as a baby again? Like, do you do you go to heaven and you're? What if you're ninety and you're in so much pain you die? You have to go to heaven as a ninety-year-old dude. That's interesting. Well, no, I think the idea is when you go to heaven, you're in your most perfect form, which is like um, what is flowing ball. Defending your life, it's at Albert yeah. Brooks. Movie. That is yeah. the best movie. That's exactly how I look now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're dead. Dave Ross is on time in my most perfect you're form. You're in heaven. I am dead. This is, this is, this is heaven for you. <laughs> IHOP is heaven for me. You were dead the whole time. heaven of pancakes. This whole podcast is, uh, you know, yeah. all Haley Joel Osment in your... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm. That is terrifying to me, and I'm also scared of dying. Both freak me out. What scares you about dying? I don't know, man. Impermanence. Like it, it's 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 freaky to me. It's freaky to to think that I just won't exist at some point. That there's a timeline. Like I I don't know how to describe it. It's a and it's an extreme feeling of dread for me. The fact that I just will not be here. Uh, it's so cool, though, because it's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that, that to me, I... Because you'll be dead, and you won't be able to think about it, because you'll be dead. <laughs> is true. it cool, though? I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Do you, do you, are you afraid of dying? Is it like a fear of yours? I'm no, so afraid, man. No, I mean, I'm afraid I, of pain. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of pain. pain That's one that. of my favorite uh, Thoreau quotes. It's, tomorrow is promised to no man. So everyone thinks they're going to be old and like, oh, when I die, I'm going to be 80. And it's just like, I'm gonna get hit you by know, knock, knock on wood, we could all die today. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's another reason just to put out the good juju, be good. And then when you do check out, you don't have anything that's unresolved. Yeah. You don't have anything where like, oh, I wish I would have done this. Always, always yeah. do the thing that you feel like you should do. All the yeah, time. that's a good point. I think that I've been very aware. Hey, of... You said that, and I just shit in my pants. <laughs> well, actually, it was jizz. It was brown. I, sh- I shit jizz on my. Back. <laughs> that's, that's your okay Cupid profile. <laughs> <laughs> Say one thing about yourself. I shit jizz out of my butt. <laughs> There's a picture of or vice versa. I jizz shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh I jizz shit out of my dick. <laughs> Sex is a little weird with me. Um, it's weird. When I come, come it's, 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 it's a shit. I have to shit it. <laughs> it's kind of German. It's a little... And she's no. like, that's okay. My vagina has pincers. What's that? <laughs> it's like a, ver- a vagina had like crab legs. <laughs> Like well, that's pincers. really scary. <laughs> How like death, death is scary. I don't think death is that scary to me. I agree with Alan. The only thing I worry about is pain or maybe like getting taken hostage and kept in a basement for 30 years and tortured. Yeah. Like, to me, that's scary. But Seems to scary. me, I feel <laughs> such a relief knowing that that I the pain will be over. And I, I live a privileged life, but I do feel a lot of pain for no specific reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I and I really want it to be done at some point. I would like to accomplish this stuff, but it really doesn't it doesn't matter. It, it, it's like if if death were a fear, like 
I wouldn't be able to go for anything now that I care about if, if I was scared of death, personally, I think. But I will say I think about death a lot, and that's why a lot of times I will send extremely, like, like encouraging text messages or emails. I, I think maybe I've done that to you guys where I go, hey, what you did that time was really, really good. Yeah, totally. but the reason I'm sending that is because I love people, but also because I think I'm going to die. Yeah, and, yeah. and so I think I I'm going to die, and it's like, I just want you to know how I feel about you right now. There were, one of my least favorite books ever... In the one of the worst books ever is two. Wait, wait, I'm gonna stop you right now. Oh, sorry. The Bible. <laughs> that is a Bible. That is a very bad book. Yeah. Um, I've tried to read it so many times, it doesn't work. But Tuesdays with Maury. Yes. You you started to say. Oh, nice. okay. Yeah. Tuesdays with Maury. One of the worst books ever. But there was a cool thing where he knows he's gonna die, so he has people come over and give their eulogies so he can hear it. And I was like, that's cool. That's cool. And, and, cool. and I think that yeah. that's how I want to live, just telling people how they. I feel about them all the time in case a car hits me tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, uh, I notice your presence in the social networking. You do that a lot. I, I try to, but it's, it's solid. It's all death based. All yeah. death based. <laughs> it's really because, like, because I really, when Angela Bowers died, it made me think about that a lot. Yeah. A dude is so universally mm. loved. You think that guy could never die. He was the best. And it's like, oh, I'm glad I saw him the night before. The night he died, I saw him and was able to be like, oh, dude, you're the funniest dude, because I always said that around him. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, if I hadn't seen that, maybe I would have regretted it. It would have been yeah. such a nightmare. That's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is great. No, no, I think it's good to, it's kind of like what you said, too, like, get your shit out there, yeah. resolve what you need to resolve, try to live, like, it's almost like you don't want to live with, like, it's like decluttering your karma. Oh, I hate that I just said it's that. It's okay. But, no, uh, I get it, though. I totally get it. <laughs> but there's a lot of baggage that you can, like, carry with you, and it's like, whether there is, there's definitely, I don't think there's an at all, but there's got to be, there, it's definitely better to end clean. Yeah. Like, and as long as your desire doesn't come into conflict with, the, with like, hurting someone, right, or, right. like, you know, I always wanted to go to Hawaii, and then, like, you leave your kids behind. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a little bit different. I always wanted a second wife. I'm going to start again with a new family. <laughs> But these are uh, <laughs> the later chapters in decluttering your car. <laughs> but do you does it's it does it obsess you all the time, Dave? Does it obsess what? you? Is that a word? Yeah, it obsesses, obsesses me. Well, your podcast is terrified. Yeah, I'm the nerdish podcast that we're fair. Dude, it, the funniest thing about having that podcast is people's varying levels of uh, of discomfort with the fact that the show is called Terrified, mm-hmm. like. Two, I've had like 11, 12 episodes. Two or three of the guests have been like, every five minutes, I'll tell you something else that terrifies me. I'm like, shut the fuck up, right. please, God. Ooh, well, I'm talking about terrified. I was one of them. I, I well, no, but that was, you were doing it ironically. That's not what I said, ironically. You're like, fine. oh, what, Dave, were you scared? The dog has sunglasses outside. Sorry. Um, but it's definitely worth seeing. Okay. <laughs> See oh my god, totally worth it. <laughs> and that's actually what people think they'll see when they come to Los Angeles. So the fact that we're seeing this through the IHOP window is pretty, pretty I solid. I saw at a bank uh, <laughs> a, a woman yeah. with a pink hair, oh, yeah. and she had a tiny little bag, and in her bag was a tiny little dog that had been dyed pink. Oh, oh that's like, um, uh, Angeline. Is that Angeline? Yeah. Do you know, Do you know this person? No. You would love Angeline. Angeline. Dude, oh, you gotta look up Angeline. You will love her. <laughs> she made, she did billboards out and just said She's a trophy wife. It. Oh, no, I do know who that is. Oh, okay. yeah, that yeah. was who... Oh, wow. She drives around in a pink Corvette. I thought it was Angelique, but that's it's Angeline. Was, Angeline. It, was yeah. it Angeline? I, I don't, I'd have to go Google if it. If there was another person who dies everything There might pink. be. There might be, because well, it was a horrifying experience. We do live in yeah. this place. Well, she's probably, I'd say, 
upper 60s, yes. low 70s. Yeah. Oh, this is a young woman. This That's young woman. A, so mystery, a whole new... The Scooby-Doo mystery machine just drove by. Do you, wow. do you want to see that? It's all happening. <laughs> this is Los Angeles. This is really it's it's a dream factory. It's it really, really is. LA. That and uh, you guys know Dennis Woodruff? No. You see Dennis Woodruff? No, no, Dennis Woodruff. He's basically, I haven't seen him for a while, but he's like this, uh, and you can't see me, air quote, actor, but he has headshots and pictures of himself on his car, and he'll just drive around, and if he sees a movie shoot, he'll pull over and like give anyone who's there a wow. copy of his demo reel and pictures. Whoa. It's Dennis Woodruff, you have to look him up. It's, is he good? <laughs> he's, he's pretty he's good. He's the best actor. Yeah, he is. Academy Award <laughs> awareness. He has Academy Award awareness. He knows what the Academy that is. Right. He's also That's not so scared good. of death. He's, he's not right. scared of death. But I'll tell you what, I'm he's scared scared out death. there trying to get it. I'm I'm no terrified. Woodruff. No, I'm just terrified. Talk about, oh, oh. Whoa, talk about lunch. You know what? You know what? I'm not as scared of death as I am other people I care about dying before me. That's yeah. also a, a bigger fear to me because yeah. to me it's like selfishly, if you're dating someone, who do you want to die first? You want to me. die first. Yeah, I'll you check want, out. You want them to fucking die first because that, then you have to deal with that pain. You know what? No, I actually think I would want the other person to die first because I wouldn't want them to deal with to the deal pain. with the yeah. pain. Yeah. Yeah. So fuck you. Well, why not at the same time? That'd be perfect. Sure. I actually yeah, think murder suicide. In all seriousness, I think there's a chance I might. If it gets to a level of pain and I have a partner and we've been together a long time, we might just take each other out. Yeah. I mean, because really. Yeah, man, because I've been thinking about suicide more, because <laughs> I think about it a lot, and I don't want to kill myself now, I like my life now for the most part, but I also think that, like, do you really, I, was, I started watching Breaking Bad after it finished, which was a few days ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, that guy, I've, I've had people in my life go through cancer, and it's like, why, why would you, if it's terminal... Why on earth would you want to squeeze a few years of vomiting and money loss and all that shit and your family watching you die? Mm-hmm. I, to me, that is unacceptable. Yeah. It's there's no lack of like it's not it's it's okay to fucking just hey I'm gonna end it you know like I've had a good run I want it all to be good I I think that if it gets to a certain point I could see it but not like in a bad way not like in a depressed sure. way but I could see it because well the reason I think I. I think that you're wrong about that being mean to your family is because, like, if you just take yourself out, that would spare them all those years of vomiting and, and spending money on you and watching you die. But I think that people want to be able to be eased in to your death. It's true. You know what I mean, people need to be able well. to deal with your mortality. They need to say goodbye to you over a long period of time. You know what I mean? You just dying, it's, it's a shock. If it shocks I had their kids, body. If I had kids, it would be different, but I don't plan on having kids. <laughs> Sure, and your wife would understand. Yeah, yeah you're right. I think we're married. Now your wife would be a nagging bitch. <laughs> yeah, dude. Right. She already is. Come on, now. keep living. You gotta live. Keep living. <laughs> I don't want to live. Come on. You shut up, you bitch. <laughs> shut up, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I want those to be my last words. Shut up, you bitch. That's why I always say I'd never murder my wife because I'd have to live alone. <laughs> <laughs> Your so wife's funny. mother, however. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's she's out. Mother in laws, right? It's one of our lovable bits. I always uh, put kill my, her mom. No, I put my hands around her neck and I I throttle her. <laughs> it's just like, and that's the and she loves it. And I always say, I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> That is 100% true. Right. I'm not making that up. It's one of our bits. Do you, so, do you. What, is your wife an actress or what, what is she? No, no. You no. You, yeah, she's an artist, right? She's an artist, yeah. Okay, so so she's the type of person you can have fun with. Oh, like, she's the best. Yeah. Ma- my, I met her. 
like very nice it? woman. Thank very you, nice Jake. Woman. I appreciate it. In Denver, that. we met Denver. Right yes, the really I cool. played his comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Natalie Knutson. Natalie, her name is Natalie. She really changed. Natalie Knut, Knut woman. Knut. Do you know Knut daughter? Adam. Adam Newman. Do you guys know the comedian Adam Newman? Fuck no, Matt, and I will never. Fuck that I like put out on Twitter. I was like, I'm looking for an endearing name to call my fans, and he hit me back. He's like. I thought you just called them canudists. I was like, <laughs> I do good. now. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. All I need now is fans. Why oh, isn't your album called Canudist Colony? It might have to be. Canudist, Canudist Colony. Yes. All right, guys. Uh, December 7th. Uh, That's the name of the album? December 7th. The day that will live in infamy. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, what? What about you? Have a new album? I'm recording my next album at, oh, the, at yeah. the Improv on December seventh. Oh, that's great! Yeah, great. Awesome. what's the Improv? So I'm excited. It's a, it's a, it's like a yes and. It's a thing where you just <laughs> are you bolus pulling? Is it going to be an hour? <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. But I mean, basically, it's it's ten tracks, and I've been, you know, yeah, yeah, trying to uh, write and edit, editing more than anything else, taking right. out the stuff that is extra setup and extra words, you know. Brevity is the soul of something. I always forget what it is, but... You have that bit where you, like... It was, it was, it was, it was where, where you're, like, uh... <laughs> you're playing music on stage, and then there's a video of you playing music, different instruments looping in. Yeah. And you hold up jokes written on cards. Oh, yeah, Are you yeah. going to be saying those jokes as one-liners? I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to do that on the album. But a lot of those are texts. Like the reason they work, I think, is right, because they're text they're text. Text. they were all they were all straight from my Twitter feed. Yeah, oh, okay. they were all Twitter jokes. Okay, yeah. So that's a really funny video. Yeah, I thanks, love it. man. You should thanks. watch it. I, thanks to you, uh, Dave, you put me on there. The last holy fuck, and I played the video, and it was right in between uh, Pat Oswalt and Mark Maron. Yeah, I was right in between those two guys, and they both saw it. And they were both all like, "Hey, buddy!" That's and I was man, just like, they are. They were both so supportive. They were so... Mark Marin was one of the most supportive, famous people. I, like, he... It's crazy to think, because he's such a curmudgeon, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but he's... And I like... you. When people talk about him, they talk about him like they're terrified of that guy. Yeah, yeah. And he is the most supportive Terrified with Dave Ross. Terrified with Dave Ross. Nerdist Network. Talk about terrified. Let's talk about terrified. Fear of death. Fear of death. Fear of death. Fear of death. Dave to the Ross.com. You know, I think more than anything else, he's been in the mix for 30 years, so... When someone else is like in the trenches and you see them working on the thing, it's just like, hey, go go get them. So I always say this: I don't think anyone's funny enough to be a dick. It's just almost counterintuitive. So no one's yeah. anything enough to be a dick at no. all, except no. priests. Except priests. Taylor Swift. They're better. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift is great. You have enough money, you can be a dick. Taylor Swift is a priest. Yeah. <laughs> and hilarious. So uh, Mark was saying to you like that he just enjoyed the show, or he wanted to come out. He or? loved the show. Mark and Patton were so like. They were they were so like wow this is great good job I thank you they both thanked me for making them part of the last one Patton especially Patton emailed me to ask me specifically about one of the sketches we played at the beginning so he could share it wow he he shared a team house sketch and the, with the fringe writers and yeah. he um like because I was gonna go on after I had never really met him officially before but he said he wanted to meet me because I was going on after so you introduced yeah us. he was like who's going on after me and I was like Matt Knudsen he was like can I meet him because I want I, I, I want to say something about him, and I think it was so wow. he was making sure you had like you weren't having a rough set after him because people didn't know who you are, right. and people know who he is. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah, so nice of him. Yeah, and I saw him a week later. Um, he was doing that residency at the Fake Gallery, um, 
and I just went to like one of his one of his shows because he's like building for the, yeah. his next special. Oh, great. So he did like Tuesday nights he'd go and do an hour huh. and just like work it out, and then he'd do two nights at the Irvine Improv, and so. But he was, you remember me? Was like really, he's like, if I do more big gallery shows and you want to come and do a spot, you know, I was wow. Really cool. It's really, cool. really super. Yeah, nice. Will Weldon was just talking to him in the in the green room of that show, and I heard Patton say, "You want to open for me at the fake?" He's like, "That was the show that I went to, to start pulling people out of the." It's great. Yeah, yeah, and he name checked a lot of people on his uh, AMA, his Reddit. AMA. I remember he yeah, name checked Pedro like, Salinas. Yeah, 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 man. Uh, That's great. Paul Denke. Jake also, was on there. I was on there. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, it was it was a lot of people. It was crazy. Yeah, it's solid. High tide raises all the boats. I think. Yeah, not right. the heavy ones. Not the, that's true. Not the unless your fat ones. boat. So, yeah. Unless you're figure a big fat boat. In that case, don't don't try. <laughs> all right. Uh, we guys want to run on the check or? Sure. Well, no, no. Yeah, but I think we should. I think we're. Listen, it was $43, so... Uh, supposed to, uh, don't forget to pay your server. Pay your server. i got to get a picture oh, of that. Shit, this should make a nice, um, a nice addition. And don't worry, guys. I'll, I'll edit out about about 80 minutes of what we were doing. That's great. <laughs> How long have we been recording? 60, 70 minutes? Six, an hour 14. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so we're just almost on. at the edit point. That's great. <laughs> we're at the halfway point, guys. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, you were born in... You're a New Hampshire guy? Please pay server. So what are you gonna do with this recording, Matt? You gonna like, you gonna make a video? It's actually gonna go you up. Put it on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. YouTube.com/slash/canutist. Yeah. Slash Matt Canutzing. You guys have your own YouTube channels? Uh, yeah, but I don't. I'm not like a. I don't do stuff yeah. with it. I'm not on YouTube too often. All of our YouTube attention is is sketch based. We've yeah. just directed to. We guys had yeah. your sketch on Tosh.0, which is that's uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, you know, pretty big get. I love yeah, that. That cool. was amazing. The funny thing about that was that was filmed on a flip cam in my old apartment. Yeah, yeah. it was just like a dumb six second thing. It's so weird. Interesting thing about it too was that uh, a few days after we were on Tosh.0, uh, we had a video on College Humor. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that got us way more attention than Tosh did. Interesting. So much more. Yeah, it's crazy. We got like a thousand subscribers in the span of like two days from wow. being on College Humor. Yeah. Wow. And from Tosh, we got some subscribers, like 100 or 200. Mm-hmm. And it was obviously awesome that we got on the show, but it's just interesting. You would just think that having anything on TV, like when I, before I was a comedian, I just thought, oh, that guy's on TV. He's a millionaire. He's made it. He totally made it. Yeah. I agree. And I think, I, I say this all the time, but like, like a, a credit is just that. It's very infrequent that Sorry. anyone ever sees it. But then when you like write your bio, it's like, he's been on. Yeah. The Tonight Show. If you ever and it's read, just like, did you see my set? No, but I did see it in yeah. your, you know. It, when you read comedians' websites, it makes you feel like the most unaccomplished person ever. You're like, you did all of this? When did you do this? How did you? And it's just like a lot of it is half truths. You know what I mean? And when you're a success, you're able to cut out about six years of work. Yeah. Like, you can just say like, well, he moved it out, and then suddenly he's on ABC's new show, yeah, which right. is like. Yeah, and then he. In the meantime, he was doing spots six nights a week. Right. You know, for right. free. Who is this overnight success? That's the funniest thing about New Faces is they've all been doing it like seven to ten years. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> totally. I was a New Face. Uh, thank you very thank much. You very much. Everything was great. Thanks. Uh, in two thousand nine. <laughs> thanks, man. And I was. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, thanks thank you so much. No, it's my pleasure. I appreciate it. But I was the oldest New Face 
that was there, and I was 34. Kevin Christie did the series 36, and there was wow. a guy there who was 19. And he's oh, like, was Brandon Wardell? Is that no, nice? no, it was a kid from New York who's like on an MTV show. Oh, okay. And like, he's twice his fucking age. Wow. Both new faces, which is really interesting. Yeah, my Crazy. new faces class. It was uh, Pete Holmes, Chris D'Elia, Mike Kaplan, uh, Roy Scovel, Kumail Nanjiani, uh, Moshe Kasher, yeah, Moshe Kasher, wow. uh, Mary Mack. Al Jackson. Mary, Mary Mack, really? Mary Mac, I love Mary Mack. She's, yeah, so she's such so a sweetheart, funny. too. Such a sweet. forever. But it was one of those things, like you're saying, everyone's kind of like doing their own thing, and then just like, here are the people you should <laughs> care about. And so like, well, I, I, yeah. Did you have fun there? I had a great time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was the only thing that I thought about doing when I, thought of, when I started doing stand-up. I was like, maybe I, someday I could go to New Faces. So uh, When you got the that. call that you were doing it, were you like, holy shit? Super duper excited. Yeah. Yeah. But I had like four, also, year, four years call? of callbacks. What's that? It was a call. I did get like a big call on the phone. from them. I got a call from my, Interesting. From my person. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. That's so cool. No, but it was, uh, you know, but it was just another credit. I mean, right. I mean, you know, there's people anything. like who saw my set saw that, but they didn't, you know, I think there's some people that go and get a lot of stuff out of it. But there's, you know, after chicken, there's not a lot of people who are getting deals that are coming out of there. So. Chicken. 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 Yeah. You go ahead, Alan. Chicken story? No. Uh, I forget the guy's real name. I don't remember it either. But he was a, um, this is back when uh, Montreal used to be... Um, the Kingmaker. Yeah, like, you know, like, uh, you get actual deals out of it. Like, Mitch Hedberg got like a $500,000 or like, whatever. Just like, a whole big deal. deal. Yeah, Just, yeah and Dave Chappelle got uh, Men in Tights out of that, didn't he? Is, is that story? right? Got, I, yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Right. Yeah. 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 So Chicken was this guy who was like the number, he was the hottest thing in Montreal. He was like literally... <laughs> um, my manager told me the story about like he he watched the set he like he's like humping a chair and stuff and like just going like being ridiculous, and he this is the hottest thing. We get signed, um, he gets a pilot, and uh, then like the pilot, I think they maybe decided to air it or cancel or whatever, but he committed suicide. Like it was like it's like three months. It's like. This was meteoric he? rise, and then he just like he lost all his money and yeah. weirdly, yeah. I think the biggest success story of like the last five years would be Brooks. Brooks going Definitely. to Montreal and oh, getting man. SNL. That's I think that's as much as you can. Did hit. you watch SNL? Speaking of which, I watched a few of the sketches. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it was. It was just like I know the fucking guy. I couple yeah. with that guy. It's that weird. guy's. He's like my friend, and he's fucking crazy. Yeah, and I like that guy. But what the fuck is he doing on TV? Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Did you see the opening monologue? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just like the dancing and like seeing Kyle, seeing Kyle Mooney. It was really weird. Kyle, Kyle Mooney is gonna be. He's gonna be one of the most famous people. <laughs> in the world. It's yeah. just so bizarre though. Like you've hung out in basements with these people, yeah. dude. You know? No, like I mean, three months before he yeah. got SNL, I was on a show with Brooks. It was, uh, or maybe no less, because he had just gotten back from Mon he got Montreal this year. Mm -hmm. We were both on Put Your Hands Together, and I was in the green room asking him about it. And he was like, "Dude, it's fine." And he said the fucking funniest thing because <laughs> I forget this about Brooks. Yeah. He was like, uh, "He was like, yeah, I mean, it's fine. No one really, you know, some people got a lot of stuff out of it. Like Ian Carmel got Chelsea. I didn't really. The sets were fine, but really, I just liked being in Montreal. Right. I didn't really get anything out of it. At the end of the day, I'm still a biochemist." <laughs> and he's like, right, you're a fucking biochemist. And right. he was just talking about how it didn't really change his life huh. that much. And then 
two, three months later, he's a writer for Saturday Night Live, and a week after that, he's a new cast. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty crazy. Once you throw your hat in the ring, anything's possible. Yeah, man. That's the most exciting thing about it. As long as you're, like we were talking before, you can control the work. What happens after the work is And also people can get the success when they're 50. Like you really, like that's the thing. Yeah. It's like sometimes Eddie people Pepitone, aren't, man. yeah, like sometimes people aren't Love perfect Eddie. comedic, sense, like perfect comedic properties until they're older and then it's like, and now we're going to give you a million dollars a year just to be you. And it's like, right. what? Right. Why? I, oh, okay. It's the But voice, this was so you know? hard for so long. Yeah. Right. <laughs> do you still love, do you still love comedy as much? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still, do you still like watching it? Um... Yeah, I mean, when it's done well, I really, I mean, the wife and I just went to Brian Isn't Regan on Sunday. Oh, oh so, so good. Hooray. So great. You even were hanging out at Jake's open mic the other night. I don't even think you went up. Yeah, yeah, I like, you know, I like comedy. I like comedy. Sometimes it's harder, honestly, and this is not to besmirch anyone, when I see someone struggling or they're trying to find something, I enjoy it more once it's a little more. Oh, definitely. Or yeah. if somebody has a voice and they've, they're, they're trying out new stuff, but they've already got the voice dialed in. Uh, it's easier to watch new material than watch some guy like, so this homeless guy who came yeah. up to me and it's just like, let yeah. me check, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's tough, it's tough to see. But you but do like watching people you like, people you think are funny, you still, it's like a pleasure to watch. I love it. That's great. Yeah. Dude, yeah. there's so much, well you were saying how tough it is to watch over my comedy, so I see so much of that. And so there's so just so much struggle uh, at shows in town that I forget sometimes what really well crafted stand up looks like. It's wonderful. Like and even even over like people who are ten years in, and there are some amazing comics in this town, you know. Mm-hmm. But you forget like I don't see Louis C.K. or Bill Cosby or whoever in person barely ever. Right. And when I occasion to, it's like oh yeah. It's that. Oh, it's that. It's fucking beautiful. It's Brian Regan, and yeah. we went to uh, Thousand Oaks, and it was actually the same theater we saw Bill Cosby. But I was looking at the crowd, his audience, before um, the show started, and it was like parents and kids and old people, and the place was sold out, and he was just, I, I, you know, he was doing Brian Regan, <laughs> and that. he killed. It was just great. <laughs> And I went backstage and met him before the show, and he was, it was just a great show, and I think I, what I said was a lesson in graciousness and humility, because he was just seeing people and talking, but he was still, there was kind of this thing where he was just like shrugging his shoulders and still kind of kicking dirt a little bit, like, oh, shucks, guys, oh, uh, that's come, cool. on, come on, come on, you know? He that's didn't have to do great. any of that stuff. That's he had already great. sold the tickets. They were already there. They had already loved it. And the tickets were like 50 bucks. Yeah. So worth it. So I mean, super duper worth it. unreal. Yeah. Wow. So. I saw Louis C.K. do half an hour of the improv two weeks ago. Wow. He just dropped in. And oh, I that was, was like, the, uh, Van Jam. Yeah, Van Jam. And I, just, I was like, this is going to be awesome. And I hadn't seen him live in so long. All new. And I, I think I told David about this. And it was just like... I am so happy watching this. Mm-hmm. I am I am so happy to watch this person do comedy. It is such a beautiful experience. You bring joy to people's lives. You Agreed. are an amazing person on such a high level. Holy shit. I agree. Um, that being said, it's fun, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, man. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for having us. This is My really pleasure. My pleasure. Really I'm trying fun. to think of a send off. I've been trying to uh, check, please. Check, please. (laughs) All right, my friends, that was it. Episode three of the Grabbing Lunch podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for uh, really the nice 
comments and reviews that the show's been getting on iTunes. Really appreciate that. It means a lot. Uh, subscribe, tell a friend, pass it on. Learn more about the show at grabbinglunch.com. And don't forget to check out Dave Ross, Jake Weissman, and Alan Strickland-Williams. Find them, support them. A high tide raises all the boats. Uh, look me up, mattknudsen.com, M-A-T-T-K-N-U-D-S-E-N. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. New episodes come out every Wednesday, so you don't want to miss it. Episode 4 coming out next Wednesday with Henry Phillips. Henry is one of the most unique and hilarious voices in American comedy today, and I was super excited that he agreed to do the show. Henry Phillips, and of course, uh, Patrick Keene, who's a good buddy of mine, and uh, it's it was a good it was a good threesome, and we had a Ooh, that didn't come out right. We had a good lunch. That's all we did. We had lunch. And you can listen to it next Wednesday on the Grabbing Lunch Podcast. Uh, I'm Matt Knutson. Thanks so much for listening. God bless. Goodbye.